Justice Troublefield, would you please call the roll? Mr. Barley? Here. Mr. Cadwell? Here. Mr. Fritz? Here. Dr. Hadner? Mr. Hudson? Here. Mr. Layfield? Here. Mr. Peden? Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here. This is a special board meeting. We have a quorum. The purpose of the meeting this evening is to talk about uh, transportation and personnel. So we need a motion to approve the agenda. So, so moved. moved. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. New business, transportation. Justice Barley, the, the last uh, board meeting we had some discussion uh, about transportation and uh, what we would like to do at this particular point in time is have Tyler Bryant come to the podium. He has a presentation we'd like to go through and ask any questions. Good evening. So going over our district transportation, just to give you a little bit of a review. Our issue started in August, right before school started. Um, it started with several contractors actually spoken to me right before um, the first day of school, letting me know that they were in need of bus drivers, that people who were supposed to have been driving either had medical things that happened or they were unable to secure drivers. So we started scrambling over Labor Day weekend to find people to start the school year. Um, following weekend it turned into one of our bus drivers that uh, contractors that had a stroke and was already out and the person that was just recovering her route quit unexpectedly so that started scrambling that weekend then we went into the following week where dozens turned in four routes to the district because they had multiple people quit and it just spiraled and spiraled throughout the school year then we lost people due to medical we lost people because they didn't have enough hours they got jobs they could pay more and the time it takes to bring in people it takes us at least two months to three months to bring someone in. So when you lose someone, we're down unless we can find people to cover. So we have struggled all year. This is where it's put us into this situation. So we started with the four buses being turned in from Dutton's, and then we have spiraled into where we have to do our letter of intent that were due back on May 1st. And we had um, one contract turned in for someone who is retiring. Um, they've been in quite a while, and they haven't been successful in finding someone to purchased their bus, they went ahead and turned in their route. It was a shorter route, so it wasn't as profitable for a contractor to take on. Um, another person turned in their bus because of lack of drivers. They went through it last year, they tried to get people, they lost the driver. They started over again this year. person got the license stroke for four weeks and said it wasn't for them. So they made it to the end. They, because of the stress level keeping up, they turned in their route. And then we had another contractor turn in four additional routes out of our NSC driver and aid issues where they lost staffing. They are trying to build up their staffing um, by turning in the four routes. They were trying to take some of the drivers that they had and build them up as aid so that way they would have a um, security net and more people quit. Unfortunately, it has done the opposite. They've had two more people retire since they turned in these routes that were supposed to still be staying. They've had another person who did not show back up after Memorial Day. They said it was two months when they were working multiple jobs. So they're down even more right now, which is leaving us in another predicament of if we're going to find people to cover the routes that they have, uh, that they're going to find us. And then on top of all this, I did have to request an additional route um, from the Department of Ed because our autism IRAP program has increased, especially in the Long Neck Oak Orchard area. Those buses were packed. Um, had, we had no room left. We actually had to bring in a bus 
from the Rehoboth Lewis area to come in to get a kid because we had no room left to put kids on news buses because they both were full ones in that area. So we've had to request another one because obviously there are more kids coming and transitioning into that program. We need to have space as they move in. And then we've also gotten um, maxed out wheelchairs in the Lewis Rehoboth area. Um, we can only carry about four wheelchairs on a bus um, that takes out seats. So it becomes this game of how many seats, how many wheelchairs. So we need another bus to help as we get wheelchairs in those areas because they always move in and um, need to go to them as a program. So that's where we ended up having all these routes that we need to figure out what to do, to do with. Uh, just looking at our illustration uh, of our issues, if you look at this next page, it lists all of our bus contractors, how many buses they have, the number of routes they currently operate with us, um, the number of substitutes that they have in their business, um, the number of licensed drivers that they had um, get licensed from July of last year to June 1st of this year, um, the number of drivers that left those companies between that time frame too, um, and then required emergency assistance. Um, that would mean that I had I went and drove one of their routes to keep the buses on the road because they had no. So if you can look at how many I had to step in and drive so that we could keep the kids being picked up during the school year. Um, it kind of shows that our largest contractors have brought in the most drivers, but at the same time they have lost the most drivers. Um, unfortunately, what happens is we have they have more of a chance of having drivers go out on medical leave um, or take seasonal vacations, which they have to cover the roots. We've had a lot of issues with medical. Um, our drivers are a lot of retirees, so we never know when we're going to have people go out um, due to illness, and we can't predict that, so we have to be prepared for that. Um, another thing to know about substitutes, they're listed, but they're not always readily available to work. Some of them have other jobs. They will help on their days off. Some of them only can work for certain people. Their husband or wife of that will take off their job to help that company that they operate with their spouse but they're not available to go help someone else. Sometimes we are able to share drivers that's what helped us go on this year. Uh, our contractors work well together, working together to try to share and get through it as much as they could. But if you looked at this year, um, we had seven of our 37 contractors required assistance from me to continue to provide transportation. Um, if I wasn't able to find this, we would be looking at 45 minutes before we could get kids home or to school being late because we would be waiting for another bus to finish a route and then come and cover it. Where our problem lies is that it's still our responsibility to get the kids to and from school. Whether we have contractors or drivers available, we are still required by regulation to provide transportation. Um, many of the other districts are facing the same problem. Um, Capital School District is one of the ones that have really spiraled in the last four years where they've had a lot of routes turned into them, and they've had to take over. I think they're up to like 20 to 30 routes district operated because of how many have been turned into them. CR is another one that is going um, up. I think they're probably somewhere in the teens right now with that many buses they've got to take it over. And Red Clay, even though they were district operated, they had contractors. They've had to, be they've had to take routes back on that have been turned in from contractors they had operating for them. Um, right now, talking with other supervisors, they're looking at the same issue with people turning in. Red Clay is looking at the major contractor giving out a lot of the in-town Wilmington routes. 
Um, so they're in a similar predicament. Um, I was just told the other day that long-time contractors at Colonial, even though their district operated, they have some contracted. They had, um, I think, about 10 rounds turned back into them because of the driver shortage. They don't have drivers to cover it, so the contractors are turning back in rounds. So what we needed to do is we need to cover 11 rounds for the upcoming school year. Um, we advertised on our district employment website from 2018 to, from April to May. Um, we had two contractors put in, so I am asking in this, at the end of this, we have two that we want to award two of the four NS routes to, well, two of the five NS routes to. Um, so currently the district has no options when the district is short on bus drivers, but to rely on our contractors. Um, we, have trans we have supported trying to fill in gaps as much as we can, and we've also had some times this year where we've had academic athletic games that had to be rescheduled to cancel due to shortage of drivers. Just because of the amount of buses we have out in a day, our contractors were already maxed out with what they could provide. Um, we run quite a bit of sports in, in a day, and we, we try to juggle as much as we can, but we did have a few this year that we did have to ask the school to try to find another date or change the time, push it later, leave earlier, just so we can accommodate what, what we're with the shortage. For the number of buses that have been turned in, based on, if you look at our illustration in our past history, no contractor is going to be able to pull in that many drivers and have them licensed and ready for the start of the school year. That's a lot of drivers that we brought in. That's almost about how many we brought in over a year. And when you look at what we broke even. So to bring that many in without knowing how many else will leave between now and the summer, that could be an issue. Um, we also have a lot of contractors who are retiring wanting to retire, they're reaching the age, they want to, they're aging out, they don't want to do this anymore. So we're losing options on how much all that's turning over, because every time they retire, most likely then we have to find another driver. <coughs> Same thing, we also have student enrollment growth, which doesn't allow for our consolidation of bus routes. We actually probably are very much in the need to add more buses, but that's unrealistic to ask for regular bus routes right now, because we're gonna do our best to be creative in how we do it, because don't have the drivers. And then I to fill our gaps and try to add more buses, we're just going to be making a hole that we're not going to figure ourselves out of at this point. Um, and at the same point, we do not know how many drivers are not going to return in September. We always leave in June, and there's always surprises between July and August that who has a new job, who had a health issue, who doesn't come back. So we need to understand that that does happen and that it could affect us during the school year. So with this, I when these routes were turned in, the first thing I got onto was um, communicating with the Department of Education about buses. Because I was trying to take a proactive approach, whereas other districts like Capital, and then when they got these routes turned in, it was very late in the year, it was like July and August. They were forced to go buy used buses and to operate those used buses till they can get in the replacement cycle for the state. Well, unfortunately, I know what buses we're looking at for, especially Ennis have maintenance issues. They, they have close to 200,000 miles on them. They're going to be costly to operate. If we were to have to operate them for an entire school year, we were going to be putting a lot of money into them to keep them on the road. So I started right away asking if they would be willing to give us an emergency bus replacement. So this slide shows the timeline. There was some back and forth, so it took a while to get some answers. So as of last board meeting, we did not know at that point what the Department of Ed was saying, so we weren't really able to bring any information to you because we were still waiting and they would be giving us any emergency bus replacements. 
Um, what we got on May 28 is that we would have two partition buses to use temporarily. We would then be able to make those fares if we were going to need to operate the system. And then once they get their new funding on July 1st, they would have funding to buy us buses and order them. Unfortunately, when they can give us that money in July, those buses won't be built until September, October, by the time our order comes. Because it takes that much time. There's not many. There's, the handicap buses are not sitting on the lot. There's only one sitting on the lot, which we're going to discuss in a minute, that's sitting there that can be hauled right away, which we can use. So moving on into our solution. So at this point, we had 11 bus contracts available. Um, we already had three buses of the six regular buses that were approved back in September and the Department of Ed approved for our purchase take over. Originally, at that point in time, there was four routes. I had, I had anticipated we would have been able to get a contractor to pick up the fourth route. Unfortunately, our driver situation kept spiraling. I had thought in, in September we had put out a lot of ads for the contractors helping, trying to get names in. We were sending names out to contractors. We were getting calls. We had all these people. In October's class, I think there was like 14 people that went through class for Indian River. So I was thinking we were going to be great. This was going to be good. We're going to be giving people in. As of this time, I think 23 of those 14 people have gotten licensed. The rest of the people have chosen not to do school bus driving. And then after that, it went back to that we usually have four people in class a month or three people in class a month. And that's all that any member has going through. Which at the same point, we have the most going through. So like Seabird and Laurel, they only have like one person going to class each month. So it's not just us that have trouble finding people And then going on, so the next one of the buses, the fourth bus that was turned in, we would have to purchase a spare bus, and then the Department of Ed would buy us a new bus that we'd be able to put on there. And then we'd be able to use that bus as a spare bus like we would need for operations. So first it would be used to get us through September to arrive with a new bus. Um, another bus that's being turned in from the one we're retiring, we would go ahead and operate that bus. That bus is in good shape, it doesn't have a lot of miles on it, we can keep it in cycle. Until um, the state can replace it. And then another bus that was turned in, um, we would purchase once again a fare bus that would be used on that route until the Department of Ed was able to give us a bus there. Then for the five NS routes, two of those would be awarded to contractors, and the remaining three would be um, operated by the district. Um, we would buy two of um, two of the buses from the current contractor on that route, we would use them because the thing is we have summer school starting on the 26th, so we need these buses for NS summer school, which starts in two weeks, and we need the staff to start this. Uh, we would buy from them, and then they would order us new buses, so we would use these buses to get us through the summer and the very start of the school year, and then the new buses should begin to take over. Um, the third bus that we would have to operate, there is a new bus that will go, that is sitting at IG Burns bus lot. It is a handicap bus. It meets what we need. The state has already told us if we, as a district, go ahead and purchase that bus so that we can have it for the 26th to be on the road for summer school, as of July 1st, they will reimburse us for that bus. We would have to put the money out up front to get us so that we have it for the end of summer school to start, and then we would get the money from them. They just don't have the money to give us until the July 1 funding comes in from the new budget. So they already are planning to have added our needs to the list for replacements with the money coming in for next year because of our situation. 
Uh, so looking at our plan, basically what we came up with is creating a uh, position that allow cross-training across district positions to provide quality employees for a long-term retention. So basically what we created is six custodial slash bus driver positions. These are for our regular bus routes. Uh, they will work as a bus driver in the morning and the afternoon doing a route and the remaining time they will make up to be a, a what a custodian's hours are eight hours, so they would make up the remaining time doing custodial duties in the middle of the day. They are all, all candidates are aware that there is a split in their day. They will have a gap between their morning route and starting the custodial duties. Um, so that way it gives them the full time opportunity to do something full time for the district and allows us to give to keep them and retain them because they're having full time work. We also have, would have two bus driver and paraprofessional positions. Um, one of our candidates was um, based on what we interviewed. Their background and their education makes them perfect for the Grow Your Own program. Um, so we would like to have them be able to be used in the school and start and Grow Your Own but also working as a bus driver as they go through that. Um, and then another one, being a para that would work at Ennis for the period making up time. Um, there was one custodian bus position, and then there would be two bus driver positions, which would be come out of tuition, which they would be servicing only Ennis. Those bus drivers there would be doing Ennis and those routes, and the time to travel to those routes doing pre trips would make them um, full time on that, so they would be getting their hours through that. Uh, and there also would be one lead bus driver position. This person would be the person that is responsible. They are would be a certified driver trainer. They would be able to do any training um, for any new employees that we have, any new drivers that we need to get licensed. We would have our own staff that would be able to do that for our buses, for our people. They would also be able to ride on our buses and ensure that all our drivers and aides are following the correct regulations and procedures. They would also be available if any time an aide's out or a driver's out, they can jump on that bus. They would have to know all the routes. They would be like a wood driver. They can, they can drive anything. At the same point, if we are running short and we can't find anyone for any athletic trips, because all our contractors are busy, we have this person, as long as they're not covering a route, that would be able to use one of our spare buses and operate the field trip, so they would still be able to go on. Same point, if we have the situations that we run into this year, where I've had to cover route, this lead driver would be able to take our district bus and operate the bus route that we need so we can get kids to go And then obviously the, we are also for the NS bus, we have to have three bus aides. We would like to go for either bus aides and bus drivers that these aides work for their bus license so that way we have a security net of people in case you never know what could happen and build that up. Obviously we might not be able to find that, so we would have to go with the regular bus aides position. Uh, Kate, the consortium buses, they try to get all their buses to have their license. So that way they have backup and then it gets provides training and the security if anyone goes out and they have an opportunity for those people to move up and move into the place. Um, the next one talks about the transportation plan and bus assignments. That just lays out what schools will need the buses and what position would go with that bus. So which buses need aids. One of our regular buses, based on the students with IAPs, that bus requires a busing. So we would need to be putting a busing on that, which we would 
funded by the state and a half. Uh, if you go to the next page, if you look at the operated bus staff, this is what we would have it to. So this is current buses that we already have, our school buses that we have to operate, our current 13D bus that we operate, and our PB bus, and in addition to that. So then that would give you that we would have a total of 13 bus drivers and 8 bus aides. Um, we would have two relief drivers that would be there that would be able to be able to do backup if we have any staff out with any of those buses. So that would be our overview of that. Going into revenue projections. So we would be reimbursed from the state 90% just like we are for contractors. There's a district formula and there's a contractor formula. So this would be taking the current routes that were set up at the beginning of this year. If we took the current formula and everything, this is, would be our 90% that we would be given by the state. We look at that for each one of those buses. And that would be our lead revenue for the one bus for the regular bus. There is current language in Joint Finance Committee right now. Um, it's not fully clear how it's going to be given out, but JFC has approved an increase for bus contractors. We're not sure if that's going to relate anything to the district end. So there's a possibility that that could help increase what revenue we would get for operating the buses too. Um, point to be taken is any other employment costs for our bus drivers, the state DOE reimburses the district 100% for that. OEC calls them to pay actual, not estimated. They, they get estimated to the contractors, but for DOE, they have to, if we code up in the financial system, they give you a reimbursement for actual OEC calls. So they really do not want, they're trying to fix the situation over time for the contractors because they do not want it to go to a district-owned, state-owned bus system because it's costing them a lot more for OECs actual than it is for them to use contractors. And that has been said multiple times in our meetings that they're trying to do it, because they're saying now with how many districts have had to pick up buses that affect that it's doing. So if you the next one, if you look at district bus contracts for tennis operation, those would be the estimated um, revenue for the basic contract and then how much we would get for the age of those buses. Um, those figures were based off 197 days because of the summer. I put in summer that would easily we would have summer routes running with it. So the benefit cost associated with the NS drivers would be reimbursed by DOE if you're paying actual because they would be considered full time and they would have to reimburse us for that cost. So the next one, if you just look, you get the total revenue overview. For the regular transportation, regular aid, and as transportation, all the added together, we'll be looking at what estimated revenue we bring in here, based on what these routes were this year and they were district operated. The next slide talks about estimated money for operating a contractor route. So, this is saying basically, if we have spare buses and we have drivers, but our contractors are unable to fulfill the route for the day. They don't have anyone, can't find anyone, we've had someone go in the hospital or whatever. We would be able to operate that route with our bus, with our driver, but that payment would have to be deducted, which would then be held back, 
cover our cost, what we had to use for our fuel, our bonds, and our drivers. They would still retain their capital allowance, their insurance, and all that, but their daily rate as if they were running that bus would have to be deducted. But it gives us an option now, instead of scrambling, if we're short, we have a backup of what to do. Going into salary schedules, basically the bus driver custodian, bus fee custodian would follow the current custodian schedule. The bus driver pair would follow the pair professional schedule. Um, working with personnel and business office, we developed based on our surrounding bus comp district operations. We came up with an hourly rate for years of experience for our bus drivers for the NS route. The only reason that would need to be reevaluated is if JFC didn't increase how much they provide for the driver wage. The bus aid is based off the service aid schedule. That is how the state reimburses for bus aids. So it follows that to the T of what we would be given as what the hourly rate would be. Interesting that the service aid schedule based on the state is based on the service aids. The way the state has it set up right now, aids actually are getting reimbursed more money than bus drivers. That's why they have a bad system that needs to be fixed. Because right now the aids, if you really look at it, the hourly rates of reimbursement is actually higher than some of the <coughs> the contracts are in. Going into bus purchases. So the first one, these are the buses that were already approved in September here in July. That was what the state had to pay, and that was our share of those buses. So originally when I did that presentation, I was expecting that we would have had enough front cost on our end of $10,000 to $15,000. It actually ended up being $8,770. We actually, our share was actually lower on those buses. So going into our emergency bus request, So this is what we would have to, this is the emergency request of what we would have to be getting, that we would have to be getting so that we are able to operate for summer school and then for the beginning of the school year until we could get into the new bus replacement. Um, we would be taking on two buses from one of the current contractors that have turned in the routes because there is no supply of handicapped lift buses they around get it from anywhere else, so we need to take them so that we can be able to transport those kids starting um, June 26. The next one would be, this is the bus that is currently sitting at IG Burton's. It would be ready to roll as a brand new bus that the state would be reimbursing us for, but we would be putting out the money so that we would have it, so that we would have one new bus ready to roll for NS, so that way we're not operating three old ones to get through. And then um, the other three buses, our buses that we would purchase um, that would become spares. The one, the bus 62 bus would stay as a regular bus until it gets into replacement cycle. The other two would be used to start um, the school year and they would become our spare buses. So those would be the buses available. If any of our buses break down, we have to cover any routes, if we have to do an athletic trip, we would be using those buses to do those services. If you go to the next one, this is the emergency bus replacement schedule. These are the ones that would most likely be estimated to arrive in October to replace those buses. 
that is estimate on what state share would be and what our district share would be based on looking at the state um, bid awards that went out for bus vendors. That is a rough estimate of what they would be looking at for us to um, our share versus what they were going to be paying for the for that bus. Um, the share is higher on the district buses because we need more specialized equipment for the tennis buses. They specialize for the first two buses. Our share is higher on that because those kids require a lot of harnesses and there's things called CD white seats. They are built in harnesses and all special buses we usually get them, everyone gets them in because then that way they're building to see and when we have the students they're built in we're not adding extra equipment and having to buy more harnesses to put on the bus they're already built into the bus for those little kids that we're transporting um, so if you turn to the next one you will see what the state investment is so this would be what they would be putting out for all the new buses that they would be purchasing for us and this would be our investment on what we would have to put out for our state share and for our spare buses. So then looking at benefits of a district operation, our benefits would be flexibility to ensure bus routes are covered. We now have like a safety net that if we have a route in the back just last minute. If we have a contractor who is a single contractor who becomes ill and they won't fulfill their duties and have no one to cover the route and have to try it back in, we have an option. Um, when we have an option if our contractors have all the buses out and we can't do a field trip and we need it covered, instead of canceling it, if we have the right staffing, we should be able to provide that as a last case scenario. Um, it gives us a little bit more control over our hiring and our ability to monitor and provide extra training. And we also will be able to use our buses to cover some midday student transition transports. Um, right now we're using some band services for special ed students who have modified schedules or any um, transports to another school because they need to get part of the day there. And it takes two people. We possibly could use these buses to offset with our staff that already has two people on it, give them a little bit more work, and then also not having to be paying out to the van service to do that. But there's also issues with a district operation. It also causes a lot more securing and managing staff. It also has us operating alongside bus contact operations without becoming a competitor against them. Uh, the one thing it is to point out is the candidates that we have that we're going to be putting up the majority of the candidates are bus drivers who have left driving last, at the end of last school year or at the beginning of this school year. The people who left because they needed more hours or more jobs. So we're bringing them back in because we're able to offer them something that a contractor can't offer uh, because of the way the state is reimbursing. So we're actually having licensed drivers come back in that we would have lost and never have been able to get back. So we're actually being able to close the gap that we have right now with current licensed people, which will allow new people to come in and get licensed to work with the contractors, and we're not all competing right now, they take on new licensed drivers at the same time. We're pulling people back into the system that we have lost because of what the state was paying contractors. So that is going to help us. The other issue with district operation is obviously bus maintenance. We're now going to have bus maintenance to take care of, and we're also going to have, you know, it's going to require more time. For me to manage these buses, um, currently now, you know, when I do all my 
routes. I can get your contactors, here's your routes, go over your drivers. So I still have to do that, plus then have my own staff that I'm going to have to make sure that are going out and training. But what we really need to look at is what we can do to prevent any more of these contacts being turned into cuts. That's the big thing. My goal, I don't really, this is not my goal to take these buses over. I think we have no other choice at this point but to do this because we're going to be asking, we're going to be expecting too many drivers to come in that if history tells you we're not going to get. And we're going to be holding a bag when school starts of where we can't get kids to them from school because we have too many openings. We don't have that many people going to class right now. No one is a guarantee for September. We can't say right now we are sure we have enough bus drivers to drive in September. And that's the big issue. We have to make sure we cannot go through another year like we have this year. It was down to the wire many days that I did not know when we were going to get our kids to school or even home. There was many Carol Marys and people I called and begged to come and drive or do something or help someone or figure it out. I mean, it took a lot of intricate moves to keep it going. But all I do is see that gap growing and growing right now, and we need a bigger way to close it. And I think this is the only way that can give us a safety net, that we can have some security, that we can know that we have a good chance going into September, that we're not going to have issues of telling a parent that their kid's not going to be home until 45 minutes late because we have no bus driver. Or I'm sorry that your kid was not picked up and you had to wait 45 minutes in the morning because there was no bus there, because we didn't have enough people. We don't know what's going to happen. That's the problem. But if you look at the last two years, this has been building each year. And the thing is, it's not just Indian River. It's every school district. So we need to come up with something that is going to make sure that we're going to have our kids transported. But what we need to look at is we need to continue to support our bus drivers and make sure they feel respected. Our contract drivers, I feel that that's lacking in many areas. Um, there's only so much we can do right now. I mean, we don't have, transportation doesn't have the funding to give them any rewards. It would be nice if we could ever give them a big luncheon at the beginning of the school year and the end of the school year luncheon, thanking them for what they do. They really get, we have no budget to give them a thanks for what they do. All we can do is tell them that. And they don't always feel appreciated. I mean, it is, they're not really our employees, but still, they are the ones that show up every day and transport our students for our school district. So it's just something we need to think about is how can we come up with ways that we can make them feel appreciated? How can we make our contractors feel appreciated for their service? We have many of them who have done this job for many of years for us. But we just have them come back each and every year, and they go through being stressed over not having enough drivers. I mean, it drives them just as much crazy as it drives us, making sure they have enough people. Um, we need to make sure that our school administration must support the bus drivers and support and reinforce the importance of bus discipline and food um, behavior. That is an area that we really need to work on because it's huge in many different ways, but we need to make sure that our kids are being transported to and um, from school safely. I'm trying to rework on the school bus discipline matrix right now to change um, the three parent phone calls to one standard form contact and explain the importance of adherence to bus rules for all children's safety. Um, one of the issues that we have with this is our bus drivers are not trained or equipped to speak to hostile parents. Many times they are cussed out, yelled at, told that they're wrong when they call home to try to make a make buses more safe for other students. Um, they're also not compensated for their time. When we're having a call, they're calling outside of driving the bus. They're being paid to drive the bus, they're not making a lot doing that, and now they're asked to sit and try to call, leave a message, they could be at home, now they're getting a call back. They're using their phones to make the phone calls. 
So I think we need to look at something better that can help take care of the discipline situations but explain it in a better way to the parents so that we can find that right way to do them. So looking at this, what we're really looking at right now, we're looking at the whole thing, but the biggest thing is we have had a summer school starting June 26th. So we really need the staff and the buses approved so that we can purchase them because time's running out. That would be if the, um, we would be short three routes as of Tuesday the 26th to transport these students if we don't hire staff and don't um, purchase these buses. Plus we have to um, train them on their routes and stuff before the time. So at this point I guess I can take any questions Questions for the board? I have a question. Um, very good presentation. A lot of numbers thrown at us. Um, revenue to the district, local cost of purchasing buses, local cost of hiring more staff. Has anyone done a calculation once all the dust settles what the local total cost would be? The It would be nice to know to have a, a, an estimate what the total cost was. Um, another question. I see the cost of purchasing the buses. Who sets that price? So those buses that we're putting in, we um, reached out to the local dealer and asked them to give us um, a letter of what the value of the buses were. Um, so I.D. Burns appraised them and gave us so, that was so it's similar to a blue book, the year, the yeah. mileage, okay. Yeah, we reached out to them, not just the cost, but that was not just the price that was appreciated, even though that was what Bergen said the value of the cost was. And more so, not, more so the trade-in value, not even the actual, like, it was more of a realistic value. They didn't go with the actual blue book, because that would have been a little bit higher, but they went with more of, like, what the cost was really, they were trading. Any other questions for the board? Questions? Have we looked at, I mean, I, I know looking for long term, would it be cheaper district wise to increase what the district pays to the contractors? I mean, we're, once we hire these people, we're, they're ours and we're not gonna be getting rid of them. Because right now the bus routes are paid strictly through DOE, correct? Basically, other districts have looked at trying to do a supplement, and there have been roadblocks with that. I'm not sure exactly all the roadblocks, but there have been some other districts have looked at it, and it was not feasible for them. Because when you get into some of the contract language, I think when you get into the state contract language, and then for the district to be then adding a supplement on top of it, that was where you run into that you're now kind of operating in an additional contract. I think that was the issue. But I know that. Like, 
quite a bit of issues about three years ago where they just had buses showing up at any time because they were so short up there. The contractor was just coming whenever they could cover up, and they were looking at trying to bring more people in, and they were looking at doing a supplement, and they weren't able to achieve that. Any other questions? Need a motion for executive session. So moved. Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. We're now in executive session. Motion to uh, approve the uh, awarding of two bus contracts to the Powell and Johnson. So moved. Second. second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Need to approve personnel agenda? Make a motion we accept the personnel agenda as presented. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Need to uh, make a motion to approve the purchase of buses for transportation of students, temporary and new bus. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. And need approval to proceed with the Department of Education for emergency bus purchases. Need a motion. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. No further business coming forward to board. Meetings adjourned.